0: You know the um, first the first girl that I had a crush on in elementary school, she was horse a horse girl. She was a horse girl. Yeah, and and here's the thing. So we we had we had we had reading groups. I've never told this story to anyone, but this oh, is a really gosh. big moment. Um, we we had reading groups, right? And there were there were four reading groups, and we all got to pick the books that we wanted, ranked one to four. It was a secret ballot, right? And I was like, man, I really want to be in her reading group. And so <laughs> there were four there were four books. <laughs> Three that I would have really enjoyed reading, and the fourth one was about a horse. So it's almost like I know exactly, uh. exactly what book to it's my first choice, right? It's gonna be great. And so I put the book down and I handed it in and the teacher goes, Patrick's the, the teacher the teacher like reads off who's in who's in each reading group, right? And of course my plan worked, right? Uh-huh. And we got in the Will same proof. reading group. I'm like, this is this is perfect. And then I'm like, I'm like playing it off like, oh man, I got stuck in the horse group, right? <laughs> Because it's obviously it was very girly a book, and so I'm playing off my friends like, "Oh man, I'm stuck in the horse group." And then my teacher, shout out Miss Minner, just goes, "Patrick, that was your first choice." I'm like, "Listen, listen, why couldn't you just play along? Didn't you see <laughs> Did I was you just trying- go with a bit?" I, I did. I was like, oh man, I must have put oh, the number four down and thought it was the first. So I got switched up. You were in first grade.
1: So it's very possible you could have switched up the numbers.
0: It was very possible. No, no. I'm just didn't. like
1: imagining you walking in, like, once you get the book, you walking into this like, room. No way. You chose Secretariat too? Wow. <laughs> That's crazy. Oh man. Wait, you also love Black Beauty? Me too. That's crazy. That's insane. Welcome to The Crunch. It is your boy, Ethan.
0: And I'm Patrick. <laughs> and this is the Boy Flirting Podcast. This is the Boy Flirting Cast. If you don't know what boy flirting is, listen to the episode Patrick Nevy in the Prisoner of the Friend Zone in which I do an in-depth analysis of how uh, young men flirt with the fairer sex.
1: That's true. I forgot about that episode. Or, alternatively, God's Not Your Wingman if you want to take flirting to the next level and actually ask women out on dates.
0: Man, that was so long ago. Mm-hmm. Mm. over two years that episode isn't even on itunes it isn't it isn't
1: it was i was, was so weird how i uploaded because i could only upload a certain amount of time i don't know what i was doing but it was a rookie mistake we
0: were it's young deep, we were young back then we had young no idea podcasters
1: it's Same a deep body. dive into soundcloud for the people that want to listen
0: to it yes yeah, it's, <laughs> um, it's the alternate it's the b-side of the b-side tracks mm-hmm. so here's the thing
1: about boy flirting <laughs> I'm, I'm, legal, I'm legally
0: not allowed to do it
1: because I'm on a podcast. So anything I say could be misconstrued. I could get reprimanded by my employer. So I will defer all boy flirting uh tips and tricks to my co-host Patrick Nevy. Everybody let's hear it for Patrick Nevy.
0: Please clap. Yes. Uh Ethan, Ethan cannot Ethan cannot boy flirt, or he will be reprimanded by his employer, the Archdiocese of Cincinnati. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh it's funny. Uh, hey, did you know that Luke is gonna be at Seek? Really? Again? Yeah. Great. i I was I had this idea that I was gonna send him a, a DM, but I i uh, didn't get around to it. But I was thinking that if there was a, a at any all a chance that there was a Chuck E. Cheese across from a bar, we could do a crunch meetup on one side of the street and a catching fox meetup <laughs> on
0: the other side. All of our I, listeners go to Chuck E. Cheese and then we sneak off yeah, to go hang out with catching foxes. Yeah,
1: exactly. They get they get lost in the sauce of the bubble the bubble pit. The ball and, pit? Uh, we, Ball we, that's what I meant to say. A, a bubble, bubble pit
0: sounds. Bubble pit.
1: I was, I got bubbles on the brain. Cause we played bubble soccer the other day. It's the first time I've ever done that. What's bubble soccer. It's where you put the inflatable thing on you and you play soccer, but you can truck people.
0: Oh, and those things like, are dangerous.
1: Yeah. I, I flipped a girl over on accident. Like I, <laughs> I she had the ball. And so I, mean, I, I just, I mean, I just
0: it. saw her pigtails and I couldn't help it. I just had yeah. to run out. At- <laughs>
1: uh i was making sure she could she could last through the winter um
0: <laughs> gosh we have to put we have oh uh, gosh okay. it's like it doesn't it's make so sense funny. If they don't have the, the back. okay uh, i just we had such a funny conversation right before the podcast I'm sorry. started i'm sorry and i'm
1: just I'm concerned about the i don't want i don't want the women to think that we're making fun of them
0: oh we would know? never make fun of women we're making fun of boys
1: that's true that's
0: true the women yeah. have never done anything wrong ever <laughs> just look at history right
1: just look, <laughs> checks, checks, watch. Oh, it's Patrick has a girlfriend A clock.
0: <laughs> women have never done anything wrong ever. I mean, come on, uh, Helen of Troy clip. OK, this is not a good. These are not good examples. It's not going to be a good one. All right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> if we look to history, we can see that women have done nothing wrong. Helen Keller <laughs> and Finn. <laughs> you can't just do that. Oh gosh, we have to. We got to revamp this podcast. We gotta, are we
0: starting over? Do we have to start from the beginning? No, we can't start up. We get where we're going. We're in it already. already we oh can't. man, that's what true. Are we, It's live. It's live. It's do? it's going out. Okay. Oh man, oh. well bubble soccer sounds fun. First of all, as long as it not, was, as it long was, as you're not was, trucking was, women. When you're in this, when you're in the bubble,
1: uh your vision's <laughs> kind of distorted, and so it's. You're on a whole other level, you know.
0: When you're just lost and the bubble takes over, it it starts running. Life is for you. different inside the bubble. Oh man, no, I I I used one of those bubbles once. They have they have like a they have it's just a it's a it's a ball with like a cylinder through the middle where you stand exactly. right. Yeah. And so yeah. there's a hole at the top. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so if if <laughs> I've used one of these things before, and you kind of put it on like a backpack and then you run, mm-hmm. but if you're not strapped in correctly, it's very dangerous because the the problem is. I may or may not have used the straps. The bubble, if if you flip over mm-hmm. and your head goes out, pokes out oh, the yeah, top of the true. bubble, you will yeah. break your neck and die. It's very, oh. it's very scary. Like, well, I thought... That, yeah. And I realized that after I almost broke my neck uh, doing the bubble <laughs> thing, my friend and I were like, yo, this is great. Like, we put these things on, we're indestructible, and so we stand, like, 20 <laughs> yards away from each other and just... <laughs>
1: Just launch at one another. Yeah,
0: I swear, um, I, I, Someone took a video of it. I like went five feet backwards and he went five listen, feet. Yeah, it was. It was
1: listen insane. to this. So we had a, we got a, we have a freshman boy. His name's Michael. He's uh, a, he's pretty short, lightweight, just a fun, just a fun man to have around. And we're like, we're like Michael, we call him Naguib. His last name's Naguib. We're like Naguib, get in the smallest bubble <laughs> and, and so we have Alexander get in the biggest bubble. We make Nagib stand way far away from Alexander, and we're like, "When we say jump, you jump." And he's like, "Can I record this?" And so he has—he's recording from the inside of the bubble, and you just see Alexander running full speed, just slowly getting bigger and bigger and bigger. He jumps. <laughs> he goes flying end over end, backwards, backwards, <laughs> backwards. It shattered his phone screen protector like oh
0: my gosh
1: (laughs) and he and if you watch the video it's so funny because it's like wordless you just hear (laughs) and then he and then he stops moving after about 20 seconds of rotation and he's laying there for probably about 10 seconds as people are running over to him and you just hear him go oh so funny uh <laughs> uh poor, Nagib. poor Nagib. oh my gosh yeah it was Man, it, but getting, after that laid father was like somebody. yeah we're, we're not gonna do that anymore
0: <laughs> we were like okay <laughs> <laughs> sounds good um uh, but please, i mean what please, else please, can you do like <laughs> this is what we've always this secretly we're all repressing the desire to tackle our friends right we yeah. l- i mean like my status if you if you agree um <laughs> lms if you've always wanted to tackle your friends and then you put this bubble thing on and you're like oh my gosh i'm ready to go like let's do this i want to find someone to hit
1: you should do like a you remember when people used to do truth is like like for a truth is on your on your facebook and you just post on everybody truth is i've always wanted to tackle you
0: (laughs) just on everybody's wall truth is i've always wanted to tackle you while wearing a giant inflatable bubble
1: oh man if i go back i would have been a woke seventh grader if i had the brain that i have now
0: back then oh my gosh no but in in middle school we were all being formed i That's I, re- true. I we talked about this on 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 the podcast but young young adults children's television back in the day was forming our irony and and we we have been we have been influenced by drake and josh and iCarly, and i carly and, week, I have Zach and isn't that
1: isn't that the craziest thing is That's that ridiculous like so much of our everything is formed by those shows
0: you know what's crazy i was reading so for my communications thesis i'm doing like analysis of television and it's like one of the st- stupidest but also funnest things i've ever done in my life and i read mm-hmm. i read a, a 20 page analysis of nickelodeon children's television the other day no it way. exists yeah so it's it's first of all first of all shout out to all of our haters who hate how we talk about nickelodeon this is actually intellectual yeah yeah that Um, it's not just a
1: reference. It's not just an empty reference 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 This is
0: real. This
1: is real authentic podcasting.
0: Apparently back in the 90s, it was very un. It was very it was unheard of, not unheard of, but like unconventional to have a the the female lead. Have you ever seen Clarissa Explains It All? No. So it was like one of the one of the flagship Nickelodeon children shows, and it was unheard of to have like a strong female lead in a show that was meant for boys and girls. And so Nickelodeon kind of bridged this gap between male and female viewers by making shows like iCarly, Drake & Josh, Victorious, shows that are for everybody but feature either a male or a female lead. Um, and it, it, we 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 would be remiss if we didn't analyze how this um, affected the way that we view the world, right? I mean, in the 90s, this was like, this was new. It was newish. I mean, it ha- it existed for a while, but we grew up in the 2000s. So like we were seeing these things. We were steeped in this. And so the way that we view um I think that the way that our age group views um the opposite sex is very neutral. And that's good. It's not it's not divisive. It's not like, you know, um women are relegated to this Girls area. Girls are gross. Girls Me. are gross. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Interesting.
1: That's you should send me that because that's actually something I like to Sometimes I get stuck. This is why I gave up, I gave up YouTube, um, and I because I would get stuck watching these like video essays by these dudes who are the same age as me who are a little bit better at Adobe Premiere than I am, <laughs> um, and just talk about old Nickelodeon shows and old Cartoon Network shows in a video essay, quote unquote, as if they're some type of quote unquote intellectual and <laughs> I, I know what they're doing right they're not saying anything enlightening but I would I just watch so many of them
0: Yeah, there, there are two ways to analyze television there's two ways to analyze television there's the the transmission view and there's mm. the ritual view right so ah. Mm. Ah. This is any kind of media at all and this is important so the transmission view of media is like what is this thing saying and does it communicate that message well that's it so when we're watching the news it's like is this true how well does it represent the truth, et cetera? The ritual view is viewing that piece in the broader um spectrum of our culture, right? So instead of mm-hmm. instead of viewing like what the news is saying about the latest college campus protests, it's more like viewing it in this um within within the panorama of American culture. So it's like, yeah, the these the way this news story is being presented is reminiscent of like the 1960s and the protests that were happening then like the struggle between the people and the government etc so we instead of just analyzing it from like this really two dimensional view of like they're giving us information you analyze it from this 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 cultural almost like paraliturgical view and american culture is not really analyzed in the ritual view because we're very focused on the individual we're very puritan and we don't like focusing on the humanities right we're very scientific we don't like talking about things that aren't science we don't like analyzing the culture we just like analyzing data and so if we don't look at the way that television influences our cultural conversation or the way that our cultural conversation influences television then we're being influenced in ways that we don't really understand we talked about this on like our fifth episode ever because i was really into this back in the day
1: yeah i probably understood just as much of it then as i do now <laughs> all right it's fair <laughs> very little now <laughs> do you have more to say i don't have anything
0: to respond to no today. that that's that's really not any that's not really pertinent okay. to the podcast just, just what just i've been researching t- recently yeah.
1: oh cool i love it when you get to introduce kind of the stuff that you learned because nothing that i learned in college is applicable to the catholic podcast <laughs> you could so- do you could do
0: a really great you could give a really great uh, 45 minute talk about how electrical engineering relates to personal prayer could i the holy spirit is like uh, circuit breakers uh-huh mm-hmm. yeah tell me the what bible breaker, Patrick. it breaks the circuit Duh. well done son very Thanks. good thank you a conductor okay. conducts uh, things mm-hmm. yeah tom hanks in the polar express
1: the only conductor i need
0: <laughs> okay i was wondering where that was going but yeah okay <laughs> <laughs> sorry it took me a minute um, transformers more like never mind what are you saying
1: I was just going to talk about the thing that we were going to talk about. Oh, sweet. Okay, cool, 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 cool. cool, cool, cool. So, I've been thinking a lot about human formation lately, uh, and it's actually been a really big discussion among our team. So, we've been here for two months, right? We've really kind of settled into a groove. Uh, the big seek push at the beginning of the semester is over. The Bible studies are all solidified. the The routine is pretty much down. Like we kind of know what's going on. Um, without much quarrel, right? And so at this point, we really don't have any excuse to be missing anything or slacking in any area or, um, just in general, like not being excellent in what we do, right? Because the the adjustment period is over a little bit. I would say, at least for me, that's the that's the standard I hold myself to. And so we kind of had this this really good conversation on Tuesday about okay what what do we need to do next like we've we've gone here we've we've made these these huge pushes um what is happening in our like in the community that needs to be taken to the next level so the community here is is good but it's small right and we we see that there's so much potential for it to grow and become something much more than than it is now right um yeah. and we kind of narrowed it down to a couple different things that we personally can do one of them being Um, growing in human formation and how that relates to our spiritual formation, which relates to the um, I guess the way that we are leading students towards Jesus. Right. So it all, all kind of begins at human formation. It's not a, not a crazy concept. This is pulled straight from JP two and kind of the way that he reformed seminary formation, like focus just steals that straight from him. Talked about it on the podcast after NST basically. Um, But the idea being, you know, we've got to get good at stuff. So this yeah. week I've taken it upon myself to start lifting.
0: Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So and
1: I mentioned this not to brag. Like, I don't want to get on here and be like, I lift weights and you guys don't. So
0: <laughs> what I'm very excited for is for Ethan to start using workout metaphors um, mm-hmm. and making fun of and not making fun of me for using workout metaphors anymore that's the thing is
1: that when i was at the gym one day i was thinking of like man this is a lot like
0: prayer dang it <laughs> <laughs> like dang it pat was right the whole time no seriously right. i never used workout metaphors ever until i started working out because it turns out you can really only understand analogies if mm-hmm. you have engaged in the thing that is being analogized analogized analogied An- analogied and <laughs> at, yeah which but, is actually so, a good point honestly i want to come back to that point but, later but keep telling yeah. your story
1: yeah. So I haven't, I haven't done a crazy amount. I don't want to make it sound like I've been blasting my core every single day. Um, <laughs> but I did, I did go, uh, three days this week. I went Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Cause if I had gone Tuesday and Thursday, I would have died. But
0: <laughs> yeah, you don't want to, you don't want to go, you don't want to lift yeah. every day of the week. You got to give yourself some yeah. time to heal. Exactly. Exactly. Ooh, another metaphor for,
1: Prayer. boom another well another you, you, you kind of want to pray every day
0: well but you don't, you don't want to pray like you don't want to um tire yourself out in prayer
1: yes yeah so all this to say right i've felt like i'm so much more capable of doing all of the things that i need to do as a result of um working out and i don't know if it's working out exactly or if it's just more of a, a realization or dedication to being well formed humanly um but when you you get up early and you go to the gym and you do this really hard thing that you really don't want to do, um, and it kind of makes you throw up a little bit, and you feel super in pain afterwards. Um, it all of a sudden lessens the it lessens it lowers the bar for other things that you don't want to do, the right? Bar.
0: The bar, yeah.
1: get it? The bar. I lowered the bar onto my chest and couldn't bring it back up. <laughs> um, <laughs> 50 pounds of weight folks. Uh so that's that's kind of the idea behind this this being humanly well humanly formed is all of a sudden we can accept these trials and tribulations that we usually are just like ah this is the worst thing ever um because you've accepted this huge trial by one getting up early in the morning or just sacrificing part of your day to go and uh move heavy things around. And so then when it comes time to prepare for your bible study or uh go to prayer and stay awake or go to bed on time or get up on time or clean the kitchen right the, those types of small things that we can let slip will affect us in our prayer and in the way that we evangelize a lot more than we realize I think what do you think about that i think i think this is this is kind of a concept that i'm just beginning to explore a little bit like it, i already knew it in my brain but i'm really starting to live it out i think
0: yeah i think i think we're tempted to live our lives in a vacuum, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we are tempted to, um, and this is very anima technica vacua, right? I mean, the word vacuum is in there. It's just mm-hmm. this, uh, this, the internet is this place of just, just nothingness. I mean, if you think about it, it's just. I mean, it's it's really it's nothing. True. It's it's buttons cause and effect. Like we don't we don't get to interact with the things that. Um, do the thing we want to do. You know, we're, we are no longer secondary causes of things. We're, we're just, we're just button pushers and we make things happen. Like, uh, have you seen, I don't know, I don't remember who said this, but I've heard this before. It's like uh kid's toys. You know, what we grew up with and what people usually grew up with are like the, the little lawnmower thing. That's also a telephone. You know what I'm saying? uh You move the lawn mower, or or the little thing like you move you move you, it looks like a lawnmower and you push it and like little little balls pop around in the glass. Oh, thing. yeah, yeah, exactly. And a so you, yeah, I know exactly. So you yeah. understand like you understand like when I or no, it's not the the telephone thing is different. It's a little telephone on wheels. you've Seen that thing? Yes, yeah, yes, okay, I know. Okay, okay, cool, cool. Or like blocks or tinker toys. Remember tinker toys, blocks. Lincoln Logs, etc. Those Legos. things, you're like, yeah, Legos. You're like, okay. I click these things together i follow these instructions or i become a master builder and i build a spaceship um i do these things and this effect happens and it, it comes with problem solving right like i want to build mm-hmm. a marble tower and i want it to look really cool how do i do it and so we learn all these mm-hmm. things but right right kids toys as technology progressed now it's like you hit a button and elmo pops out and you're like i don't know mm-hmm. how that happened but every time i hit this button. Elmo pops out and I'm just going to keep doing it, you know? And so dopamine, 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 dopamine. dopamine. And I mean, we it's, it's cute because it's kids, but we do it too, right? It's, it's no longer, it's no longer like I want social interaction, but I need to overcome the social barrier of confidence and meeting people and getting out of my shell. Right. Or, or I could just hit this button all the time and then I get the dopamine hit of social interaction. So that's why we say that Twitter evangelization is like subpar because it's that it's it's button pushing and dopamine getting it's it's instead of instead of you being the actor you are the receiver you're not really doing anything your phone is doing all the work for you um and this is where this is where technology kind of puts us in a bind right and we forget how to do things like um go to the gym how to wake up on time how to clean our kitchen etc i literally had to Go on YouTube the other day and learn how to clean my bathroom, which is which was oh, weird to me. Oh, Patrick, I know. Oh. Well, I mean, I know how to clean a bathroom before in my life. What do you what? <laughs> what? That's not true. I just don't remember how to do it. Um, do you mean, you don't know how to do it. I, I don't, mean, don't. Sorry. Pause the podcast.
1: What about cleaning the bathroom was confusing to you?
0: Well, I wanted to like I wanted to like get all of the uh I wanted. To, I didn't want to miss anything. You know what I mean? I understand the concept of getting Lysol spraying stuff down and then wiping it. But Uh I wanted to like, I wanted to really know how a toilet works and how I can clean it efficiently and how like a sink works. And then so it's not, it wasn't so much like I need to learn how to, what? How does a sink work? How does a sink work? Yeah, you just twist it and it comes out. (laughs) Well, I mean, I mean like there's, there's pipes and there's like, you know, like how do I, how do I get rid of limestone? You know, that sort of stuff. Ah, limestone or? scale. How do I get rid of limestone? You got, got all this limestone sitting around. <laughs> Patrick, you dug up the foundation of the building. I'm cleaning. Let, leave me alone.
1: How <laughs> am I to remove this gun. entire mineral from the face of the earth, please? <laughs> Thank you.
0: Oh man. And and I actually wanted to come back to that. Is like the gym actually can also become some sort of a vacuum for us, right? Oh, Have definitely. you heard of the concept of gym muscles? Uh I've heard of muscles. <laughs> gym muscles are, is a like concept that uh guys get really bulked up because they go to the gym all the time but they really can't do anything with those muscles they're kind of just show muscles it's mm-hmm. it's not it's not necessarily true cuz like if you work out you also cuz the the strength training is one thing but then like acrobatics flexibility agility mm-hmm. all of those things or stuff you general athleticism general athleticism and you learn you could learn those things in a gym maybe but it's a lot easier if you are active in the world and doing things so the gym like the machines at the gym versus like it's always it's always better to um do bench pressing on a bench mm-hmm. and not sit down at a, at a at a chest press machine and just do chess because now all of a sudden your entire arm is being used to balance the bar right to like to rhythmically like move things up and down you're actually interacting with the weights it's just like it's just more, it's more you interactive as opposed to a machine with pulleys doing the work. Um, so yeah, so we, we kind of operate in this machine workout world where in reality we should work out, we should work with in the free weights world. Um, so yeah, what, but like what kind of human formation are you thinking of doing with focus?
1: Well, it's, it's kind of just a, just a slow build of things, right? Today I tried to be very well humanly formed. Um, I failed at the very beginning by not getting up on time, but I did get up and I made it to mass, right? And then I went to mass and I came home and I just cleaned. I cleaned my room. I started my laundry. I started the dishes. I uh, swept, um, took out the trash, like all that stuff, right? I did that for like three or four hours because I know that I don't have time to do it throughout the rest of the week. And if I don't do it today and put it off by sitting on my phone, hitting the uh, social interaction button over and over again, um, I won't I won't have time to do it today, right? Yeah. And so that's, that's a really good example, right? It's probably why it's on my mind is because I spent all day like trying to be well humanly formed. And then all of a sudden, I finished doing a lot of things and I was just kind of waiting on my last load of laundry to finish up. And you know what I did? You know what I did, Patrick? What'd you do? I read a book. Wow. Right. So I just sat down, and started reading. And I think this, at this point, we kind of get into the idea of like being well, humanly formed as in getting up on time, taking care of your body. This is another, I talked to Tracy, shout out Tracy. And she really, this is another thing that really convicted me was she said that the, there are three things that we really need and it's, it's prayer and the sacraments, um, getting a proper amount of sleep and working out. Like those are the three critical things that if we don't have those then we're not going to be the best missionaries that we can be and so i was like dang i haven't worked out at all since moving here i got to start doing that and it's just shaking me it's just changing everything because it makes you want to get enough sleep it makes you want to eat right it makes you want to pray better Mm -hmm. um all these things right and so that that kind of plays into if i start doing all of this then i will have more time okay
0: and some of me recoils at that You know what I mean? When when you say we can't be good missionaries without like working out, etc., it makes me it. uh, Part of me is like, okay, I don't see the connection. But I think that my reaction to that is wrong because there is definitely a connection between your body and your mission. Because body, exactly, your body is what does the mission. You know, like that's
1: the thing. You literally
0: could not mm -hmm. do the mission if you didn't have a body. Your body is the sacrament of yourself. You, in order to present yourself, you need to take care of the sacrament. Trying to do mission work without working on your physical self is like trying to become holy without the sacrament of confession. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It's not and it's, possible. It's
1: not, it's not like a thing of pride, right? Like It's not, oh, I have to be fit so that all of the students think that I'm dope and will hang out with me. No, it's I need to be in shape physically so that I am more alert mentally mm-hmm. um, so that I can I can dedicate myself to the things that I need to dedicate myself to and don't become lazy absolutely and slothful right and so it's also just a just a good thing to do because we are made in god's image and we are a temple of the holy spirit and he gave us this body and he's given us opportunity like hey you can just go on a run like why not you know that's that sort of thing mm-hmm. um not to say if you don't work out that you are a terrible person like that's not what i'm getting at what i'm getting at is we ought to treat our bodies with respect um and one of the ways of doing that is by working out regularly.
0: Are you familiar with the term carrots and sticks? Yes. Yes. Okay. <clears throat> it comes from trying to make a donkey move. You know, and uh, um, you know, if if you want him to move, you give him a carrot, or you could smack him on the butt with a stick. Um, mm-hmm. Saint Francis called his body brother donkey. I'm not going to say the <laughs> word that he used because it's a naughty word. Uh, okay. And Saint and Francis it- from a different time. <laughs> different, different culture. So yeah. he referred to his body as a donkey, and it's like, yeah, I can see that. You know, I, my body—it smells weird, it makes funny noises, mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. it's not that attractive, right? So, <laughs> but it's also something that I need to get around. Yeah. It's it's a necessary part, and so I can't just keep hitting it right with a stick, like move, dummy. And I also can't just keep feeding it carrots because it's going to get complacent. But you need to help right. me balance the two. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> can I interject with? please so like physical the physical self is important right yes um yeah, yeah. but i want i want to hit if we're going to hit the human formation we got to hit the whole human formation and i hate self-help books i've talked about this before
1: <laughs> we talked about this last week
0: we talked about this last week that's what i meant but <laughs> i'm i i read a self-help book a long time ago that um uh-huh. <clears throat> it, actually it was in that class that you visited when you came to franciscan ethan Mm-hmm. crazy. Um he and it's like this have you guys have you heard of have Zig Ziglar have you heard of him before?
1: I'm uh yes. Yeah. The, so he yes, has but he I has like I don't know anything.
0: He has this thing that ca- he calls like the seven spokes of the wheel of life. Um yeah, like so I'm pagan. Yeah, it does sound pagan, right? That's my first reaction, but like I think I think that my reaction to self-help books <laughs> is kind of prideful because um you know, it Grace builds on nature. And I mean, we built a lot. We built the very explanation of transubstantiation on the philosophy of a bunch of pagans. So we the, the Catholic Church is not without its human wisdom roots. So we should we should not be without our human wisdom roots either. Um, mm-hmm. And human wisdom is good because it's a gift of the Holy Spirit. Right. So, um, yeah, so he he has like seven. He has seven spokes of this wheel and they're kind of all jumbled up, but I organized them. Um, there's three that relate to the self and there's four that relate to society. So we have this inner perfection of the self and this outer perfection of the world around us. Um, and so in our self, we have to focus on our spiritual self, our physical self and our intellectual self. So, um, body, spirit, mind. Yes. Yes. Uh, Yes. And then the world, we have to focus on our family, our society and our like social interactions, our career and our financial goals and now the last two i'm kind of wary on because career and financial sounds similar to me but i guess Mm -hmm. if you want to like separate them out it's like financial is like how to run the numbers and then career is like what your vocation is in the world so i would say instead of career i'd say like vocational but not like the big V vocation like the little V vocation so yeah um and I don't know if I hit all of these things. I know that especially like my financial self was not very good until like a couple of weeks ago. You know, my 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 ways of spending money was like save some, maybe, <laughs> spend it. If you want. Yeah. If you want. And then spend if you, oh, you have you have a hundred dollars. Well, I guess you have a hundred dollars spend on whatever comes up, you know. And so just whatever whatever was first first come, first serve was what I spent my money on, and it turns out that doesn't work. So um Yeah, it's but my biggest thing is human formation. It seems like a lot all at once. It Um, does, and it's like, oh man, I'm just not. I'm not perfect in any of these things. So what am I Mm -hmm. supposed? What am I supposed to do? Well, I'm asking you. I want you to tell uh, me. Okay. Um, I want to. I want to know what this is. I want you to show.
1: I want to know. Can you show me? I want to know about human formation. <laughs> Phil Collins. Phil Collins, uh, baby. Phil Collins. Welcome to send, the Phil cast. Send your, send your checks to Phil Collins at Tulsa.org forward slash Ethan Stevie. Um, wow. This. Wow. Yeah. So. Uh, <laughs> hey, thank you for listening to this episode of the crunch. Sorry to interrupt what I'm sure is a stimulating intellectual conversation, but I wanted to pause the episode real quick to let you hear from some of our sponsors. We will be back right after this. To answer your question, yes. what we're really getting at is the notion of virtue, right? Uh, which is how do I be virtuous in every single thing? Um, to remind everybody, the definition of virtue is the habitual disposition to do the good. Right. Mm -hmm. And so if we are wanting to do that in everything from spiritual to intellectual to, to basic human things, we just got to start at one thing and get, get good at it because you can't build a bunch of good habits at once. You can build one good habit at
0: once. It's tough. Yeah.
1: It's tough. Maybe you can, if you can, if you can do that, please write in and let us know how you can build multiple good habits at once. But as far as I'm aware, we can only build one. So I'm going to focus really hard on on working out, right, every week. And that's going to be my one good habit that I really focus on.
0: Yeah, just really hit it hard, you know.
1: And then and then once it becomes a habit, I don't have to work on it as much, you know, because yeah. it's a habit. And then I can start working on building something else. And this is a lifelong thing. This is not a you got to be perfect in human formation by the time you leave college or by the time you're 30, right? It's I feel like there's a strange notion of like, we got to figure our ish out before we're adults and have kids. Like these things will take a long time. And so like the habits you have now are the habits that have been formed over 21 years, 22 years. So there are going to be different habits that you have 21, 22 years from now. And we can start building those today. Like we don't have to wait. Which is crazy because a lot of people think, oh, I'll get better at that in the future. Like, no, you got to start now because the reason that you are now is because you started before. So anyway, that's that would be my answer to your question.
0: Yeah, I think I think I think the biggest the big the biggest. Trait, habit, virtue we have to work on. Wow, that was I couldn't find the word. And then I found three. The biggest virtue (laughs) we have to work on first is goal setting. Interesting. Um I think that I kind of just happened into any any virtue that I've had before, like only by mm-hmm. only unintentionally and by the grace of God have I established a lot of the virtues that I have. There are very few things that I've worked on purposefully and achieved them um mm-hmm. in terms of like my personal virtue. There are definitely things that I've worked on and achieved so I think one of one of the things that has motivated me through virtue attaining has been journaling, right? So I started journaling a while ago, like maybe three years ago. That was when I first started actually journaling and having those things written down, even if I didn't have them in front of me, writing them down over and over again, man, I just wish I could get better at this or better and then better at this and better at this. It just, I'd keep coming back to it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, just the act of writing it down that many times, eventually it kind of stuck and my my permanent disposition became... I want to do this. And so it was like ingrained in me. And then I went towards mm-hmm. it. Right. Right. It takes a while for your disposition to be ordered towards wanting to grow in virtue. It takes yes. a while for that to kind of just set in a way to get around that time limit. That that waiting period is to write it down on a sticky note and put it on your computer or your mm-hmm. desk or next to your bed, et etc. Because you're you're. even
1: better than a sticky note is surround yourself with virtuous people.
0: Yes. Virtuous friends are like sticky notes for
1: your soul. Exactly. That's, that's 100. That's so cheesy and I hate it, but that's so right. But it was really good.
0: And you have to admit it. It is really
1: good. It's easier said than done. But once you actually find people and you surround yourself, and even if it's just like, maybe you know somebody, but you're not around them, but you call them regularly, you know, that sort of thing is those are the kinds of things that will help you grow. My conversation with Tracy on Sunday, I don't even think she knows like how impactful it was on me,
0: right? But Well, she does now cuz she listens she to the podcast. Maybe she does, maybe she doesn't. She's a busy girl. Who knows? But
1: she wasn't even talking about herself, she was talking about somebody else who uh lived a very well-formed life. Um and that inspired me, right? I went to a talk probably a month ago from a guy in the Tulsa diocese who lives a very well formed life. And that inspired me. And so Mm -hmm. these thoughts just kind of build up because if we're looking for it, then we'll find it right. If we ask God like, Hey, I need some good examples of virtue in my life so that I can grow in these things. He will give them to us. And if we're, we can't, but we can't do that if we're not, if again, back to last week, if we're not aware of what we need help in, then, we won't be looking for it. And so the journaling thing yeah. I think is huge. Um, and it, 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 these are things that maybe like, I didn't really start to think about until this year of shoot, like uh, my whole life has to be representative of the gospel. Yeah. all. Not, not just the times when I'm in prayer from eight thirty to 10 every day, like in the church in prayer, not just the times when I'm in Bible study on Monday, Tuesday, Thursday from eight to nine PM. Not just the times when I'm on the podcast with you, right? Like it.
0: It has to it be, be all the time. To, yeah,
1: it has to be all the time. The gospel is not a, a part-time job. It it it, and to think that that Jesus doesn't care about those supposedly smaller parts of our life is pride, because. Yeah. He does care, and you trying to push him out is saying, you know what, Jesus? Like I'm Lord over this part of my life. I don't need you to be Lord over this part of my life. And so, if I'm, I really want to abandon my entire body, spirit, and mind to Jesus, then it's like, okay, you know i I want to be I want to be healthy, so I'm Mm -hmm. gonna I'm gonna go work out. I want to eat right, so I'm not gonna go get McDonald's. I'm gonna go to the store and I'm gonna buy fruits and vegetables and make my own meals right yeah i'm not gonna um just slough through prayer i'm really gonna just um try to be present you know like not fall asleep but pray as you want me to pray that sort of thing
0: it's really Um, it's really funny how much of our conversations recently have been about this of like of not (laughs) we we talk a lot about prayer on this podcast and we talk a lot about like personal prayer and stuff but a lot of our a lot of us recently a lot of our conversations recently have not been about that because we're realizing now that personal prayer is not the only thing we're called to do ever mm-hmm. which is a really weird thing and to it's say not out the, loud
1: it's not the only part of our life that defines our our yeah. religion personal our prayer relations.
0: is not the only thing in the world that matters it's a really important thing but like mm-hmm. other things matter too and so <clears throat> I, don't, I don't know if you know this about me but I have recently come around on a certain public speaker who I will not name drop on the podcast because I don't want to just, I don't want to bring up, but anyway, um, when I first read this person's books, I was like, this is stupid. This is ridiculous. Why does this even matter? Et cetera, et cetera. He kept talking about God in the middle of these random things. And he's kept talking about God and like running a business. And I was like, look, this is just, I mean, I just feel like you're, you're, you're peddling Christianity alongside business Mm -hmm. to like, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Right. But the more I've listened to him, he's, I don't even really, I think he just, he doesn't sound like a genuine person just because he has a Southern accent and I don't trust people with Southern accents. I'm just kidding. But, um, I met, I met a pastor once with a Southern accent and he embezzled a lot of money from his church. And so now that has scarred me emotionally. (laughs) Um,
1: (laughs) my uh, question is which one, what do you mean? Which one there's my implying that there's a lot of them that did that.
0: Oh, I I don't know that to be true. Oh Yeah anyway uh so baseless accusations baseless accusations from the crunch so uh he he keeps talking about how um god he's like he's like oh i'm just i'm just like a steward of god's money and like whenever i make money Mm. decisions i think oh well i'm not making the decision for me i'm making the decision for god i'm like all right whatever like you sound super holy i get it but the more I I realized he's talking, I'm like, actually, you know what? I regardless of whether or not you believe this, because I'm I'm very I'm very prideful and I, I refuse to to admit that I was wrong about a person. I'm like, regardless of whether or not you believe this, it is true. And he keeps saying, if you're faithful in small matters, I will like I'll, I'll trust you with bigger matters, right? And mm-hmm. that doesn't just mean if you're faithful with money in a little way, I'll give you more money. <laughs> you know, that means that. It means that if you're faithful with the little tiny things in your life, like if you're faithful with getting up in the morning, if you're faithful with doing your homework on time, not rushing it before class is due. If you're faithful with these little things, I'll give you big things even if they're in other areas, right? So yeah. if you're if you're faithful with that little time of prayer, that might mean God's going to bless you with bigger things in other areas of your life, right? Mm-hmm. If you're faithful mm-hmm. with your physical exercise, God might bless you even more in your intellectual life. Right. God, God's God's going to give you big things regardless of what like sphere of your life they are in. And it works that way because we
1: will be formed to take on that that bigger challenge. Mm -hmm. So like being faithful in the small things literally prepares us for the bigger thing. Like it's not, Oh, you do this. I do. I give you this. And like, we are static and we have not changed. It's no, God is working with us, working through us in everything and will will prepare us for the bigger things that he wants for us, yeah. and which I've, is, which is nuts.
0: I've started sounding like a life coach recently, um, yeah. in the, in the way that I approach a lot of my life. And I think it's because I'm now facing the real world, right? Mm. Like a lot. Mm-hmm. And my mom, my mom called me the other day cause she was like, Hey, I haven't talked to you in a while. I've been listening to the last couple of episodes of the podcast are you okay? Because <laughs> <laughs> the last couple of the ep- last couple episodes have been kind of sad, but. Um the reason is like i'm i 'm going through a lot of changes mm-hmm. right now and i'm 'm because i 'm on the cusp of graduation. You remember this you went through this last semester it's kinda weird, yeah, right? you're, you're, it 's kind of weird right it is you 're not you 're no longer in this safe bubble where most of your life is taken care of. My yep. intellectual life has been pretty much on a train track for a while when I was in mm-hmm. high school. my career and financial goals were pretty much live at home, finish high school right so all of these all these things have been defined for me. And so now I'm kind of figuring out how to define things for myself with God, et cetera. And so I've started sounding like a life coach recently. I was at, I was at work the other day and a coworker, I work at a restaurant, a coworker came up to me and said, Hey, Patrick, can you bust that table back there? And he pointed to a table that was not in my section and that wasn't my table. And it was a huge mess. And I had a ton of tables to take care of. Right. And so my first reaction was to be a people pleaser and like, go help him. And I said, actually, Nick, I can't help you with that table right now. I'm sorry. And he was like, he huffed and puffed and went out, walked away mad. And I was actually really proud of myself because Something that I've noticed and a goal that I've set for myself recently is to not be so much of a pushover like I usually am and to be a little more confident in setting boundaries. And so I actually turned to my table and they were like, um, the table that's sitting right next to me, they're like, that was actually really impressive. And I was like, yeah, you know, it's all about setting boundaries with your coworkers. You know, you can't. You gotta you gotta judge situations and um, you will know, be firm but also be polite and they're like, Yeah, that was really good. And then they tipped me twenty dollars, it was great. I don't know if that was correlated, but they did. So regardless. <laughs> well they they just they were paying the nineteen ninety-nine to get the rest of the lesson. Yeah, like exactly. <laughs> they, they wanted, to hear, would, they wanted to hear my six.
1: A, a twelve set of DVDs that they can watch.
0: <laughs> of me just in like a hip a hip speaker uh-huh. uniform with one of those little tiny those little tiny microphones that are that are skin yeah. color they look like earwax coming out of your ear yeah. you know what i'm saying yep. yeah i know exactly what you're talking about exactly what microphones i'm talking about
1: <sighs> i mm, so in thinking about all of this right setting boundaries and growing and learning and getting better it's 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 also that so as as more things are expected of us uh humanly, right? If I if I'm getting up on time, if I'm working out, if I'm doing all of the tasks that I'm supposed to do um through my job, like just the normal everyday things, right? I'm naturally people are gonna be like, oh, he can handle a lot. Let's give him more responsibility. Um, which to a certain extent you should welcome. You should also have good boundaries too. Um, but that is not separate from kind of the spiritual reality of okay. You are growing in prayer. You are growing in your relationship with God, and you're you're trusting Him in all of these things that you typically did not trust Him in before. Now, all of a sudden, you have a bigger responsibility spiritually for the people around you. And a lot of times, we're in self-preservation mode of, I just got to pray to make sure that I'm right, which is good. That's a good thing. Yeah. Um, however, my job. And also, all of our jobs is to be missionaries, right? Is to be uh evangelizers. Is to go and make disciples of all nations, right? That is that is not just a focus thing. That is a that is an order given to us by um Jesus Christ Himself.
0: Saint Catherine of Siena, go set the world on fire, guys! Yeah, yeah, ah. but that it's all that's
1: all for a point. I'm bu- I'm building up. Sorry, and so. If we take that seriously and we get out of just self-preservation mode and we start to realize, holy cow, like I have, I've been given a mission by Christ um, and he wants to, to give me a lot more responsibility, not just, you know, growing and working out and getting up on time, but spiritually, then we have to start putting in more time into our spiritual lives. So... What does that mean? What does that look like? For me, that means not relying so much on PPPG, which is uh, a metaphor or not a metaphor, uh, an acronym. Acronym. Yes. Sorry. I was like, what is the word? Um, An acronym that my team came up with, which stands for prepackaged plastic garbage. (laughs) I am at a point in my life. We're all really at a point in our lives where we can no longer rely on prepackaged plastic garbage to do all of the spiritual lifting for us. It's almost akin to, I don't want to use a workout metaphor.
0: You have um, to now you're part uh, of the
1: cult. It's like, it's like doing a squat, but having somebody like lift you up, I guess. I don't know. Like it's, it's somebody who's, who's helping you with the, with the, with the bench press, right? It was just holding you and then you go down together and then you go up together, right? You're not doing it on your own, right? That's what a lot of the, the the pop Catholic media is, um, not. I don't want to. It's an aggressive term, PPPG.
0: Yeah, and I don't want
1: to. I don't want to address it to everything, right? Because there are things that are really good out there. Like Father Mike prince's videos are great, and Matt Frad's stuff is great, and Scott hon stuff is great, and our stuff is great. Our stuff is great. But there's a big butt. <laughs> there's a big butt coming. It's a big butt coming. Um. Are we relying on it or are we putting in the work yeah. to authentically witness to the faith? Right. I knew I knew we would come back to it. Is is it just, is it going to be us and like our lives and our experiences and how Jesus has changed us, or is it going to be, oh well Matt Frad said? Yeah. Oh, well, well, Father Mike Smith said. Oh, well, I, I read the Scott Hahn book and it said like that's that is not good enough at a certain point.
0: Oh my gosh, mini rant for 1 second. I can't please. stand name dropping in talks at conferences. It happens too often and if you're a, if, if you're a Catholic speaker and you're listening to our podcast and I know you are, please stop yeah, yeah, name yeah. dropping people. It doesn't matter it's just, it's all the people that went to Franciscan too. I'm just kidding, it's not everyone. But mm-hmm. like it here here's here's what happens. As my good friend uh, insert name of popular Catholic celebrity said Barbara like, Walters. <laughs> <laughs> As my good friend, the president once said, <laughs> and it's always it's always like it's always like a. a uh, you see they name drop like the friend, and they're like we're friends, and mm-hmm. also they use their full name. I've never called my friend by their full name unless they have mm-hmm. like a really like like a name that's my
1: good friend Jorge Bergoglio as he was once called. as he was
0: once called <laughs> anyway so uh, no he, he, I think you hit it right on the head do you get my point yeah. do you understand where I'm coming from that that is pre-plastic that is pre-packaged plastic garbage just yeah. yelling out someone's someone's like name and saying like oh as this person said and I like think, trying
1: yeah. to quote them
0: but getting it wrong and so mm-hmm.
1: you just end up looking like somebody who Kind of knows the faith, but doesn't really, and then you turn the person away because they're like, oh, they really don't know what they're talking about. They're just quoting a YouTube video and they don't aren't even quoting it
0: accurately. Yeah. And And the reason it's not real. It's not it's fake. That is hitting a button and getting a result. Exactly. Exactly. Starting off your talk with a Father Mike Schmitz video is a good idea. It's 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 nice. He Mm -hmm. he says things really concisely and really well.
1: Right, he does an amazing job.
0: You know, you know what's better, and I think that he would agree with this: is starting out your witness, starting out your talk with a personal witness, mm-hmm. and then using examples from that story or using a parable and like extract because because those things are like real and tangible things that the audience and you can relate to, right? Because what's happening when you show a video to an audience? is like you are now a part of the audience and you're mm-hmm. all just receiving something from this other person and you might want Father Mike to go on like Father Mike uses his own personal stories in his videos that's why his videos are so good because mm-hmm. he uses his own personal stories right but now you're telling someone else's story for them and you're giving someone else's witness um yeah. and and that's pretty this And not just for
1: yeah. this is not just for like audiences and conferences and stuff this is like one on one relationship.
0: oh that's what i meant that's what i meant okay
1: like, good yeah i got you
0: yeah like in 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 the in the the parish event in the saint mark saint luke room you mm-hmm. know yeah it's like bishop Barron's videos are awesome but mm-hmm. i don't know we, mm-hmm. too much about the people that catechize uh, if i don't know enough about the people that catechize at my parish i'm not going to believe that they're authentic even if they yeah. are even if they're really well meaning i'm not going to believe that they're authentic because they're not telling me about their lives um mm-hmm. and if we um I want to relate this back to what we've been saying this whole time is like the human formation is important for that reason is because if we're used to a world where we interact with the world around us and if yeah. I hit this nail with this hammer it's going to do this thing or if I use um, if I use cherry wood or oak wood this chair is going to be like so much more comfortable like knowing those things the, the little tiny details being an expert in something in the world is going to make our evangelization better because we're going to interact with people and interact with real world Mm -hmm. events, as opposed to hitting buttons on Amazon and getting the comfy chair. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We're not just
1: slouching through life. Like we it's, which is a fully an option, right? There's so many people who are convinced that they are good Christians, um, because they are, you know, buying shoes online, making good, good posts about their faith um, that are going and buying food at the store and and eating it within a reasonable amount of time. These are all things that I do, right? Like the, who are, who vote, who it's just, we can't just get by doing what everybody else does and then slapping a Catholic sticker on it and saying, Oh, look at me now. Mm -hmm. It's not, that's not the gospel. It's not at all. And are we willing to let that just take over everything? I just, yeah.
0: Oh yeah. Something that I I wanted to, I remember that I wanted to talk about this right at the beginning of the podcast. You said something along the lines of like the workout metaphors. All right. Here's a good real world example. Ethan hated workout metaphors, but Mm -hmm. all of a sudden when he started working out, he started using them. All the time in his head. Like, wow, this is sort of like praying. Yeah, it definitely is. Because all of a sudden he had the experience to relate mm-hmm. to the workout metaphor. Or to, to relate yeah. the workout metaphor to prayer, right? hmm Jesus oh, uses a lot of farming mm-hmm. analogies that mm-hmm. we're never going to understand.
1: Because we're freaking removed from the production of our food.
0: Exactly. Which is not... Which, so, is, Matt. which is literally just how it works and i know we can't get around it we like, need to start a commune and
1: farm our own food
0: i i would i would i would really like to garden when i grow up
1: and if you're interested yeah. in joining me in patrick's commune please <laughs> send a message to ethan at Com. Um, or give us a call at 75-251-3989.
0: Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna get everyone together. We're gonna have a church, we're gonna get one of our crunchers to become a priest, we're gonna get him ordained, and then we're just gonna live in the country by ourselves. We're calling it the crunch option. (laughs) (laughs) Take that rod. Take that rod. (laughs) <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, Rod Dreher, if you're listening, and I know you are. <laughs> yeah, you imagine Rod Dreher tuned into our podcast every week. <laughs> and he's just, like, he's just angry tweeting in, 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 uh he just uh, tweets. Yeah. <laughs> Gets angry I think it's in Orthodox. I think it's
1: drier, actually, if we're oh, being real. yeah,
0: <laughs> Gets angry uh, in Orthodox.
1: <laughs> I was going to say something else. Um,
0: oh, yeah. So right? we need to interact with our world because then people aren't going to understand analogies you know the oh, other, yeah. yeah oh 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 pick me so <laughs> ethan
1: thank you um so we were talking about you're saying how prayer kind of will permeate the rest of our lives when we start to do it you know yeah um while my prayer within the confines of my holy hour has still been really dry i really find myself praying a lot more easily outside of that just throughout the day about little things and finding it a lot easier to trust God with, um, hey, I can I make that traffic light on time? Thanks, God. Um, Ooh, interesting. Yeah, like those those super tiny things that were like, oh, these are too small to pray about. Like those have been a lot easier for me to pray pray with,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and ask God for. So, I don't know. I mean, I felt like that was just a little bit relevant. Um,
0: yeah, I was sitting, I was sitting alone by myself in the, an plaza today, smoking a cigar and reading a book. And I was like, man, I feel, I feel God in this moment. It was weird because it wasn't, it wasn't just because I was reading a book. I was like reading and I was like doing some, doing some writing, you know, I was just kind of getting my ideas and I was like working through some stuff. And I stopped. I was like, I was like, man, I haven't prayed like enough today. And then I stopped and I was like, wait, I've been praying this whole time. Like I've been I've been with Jesus. I looked over the empty chair next to me and I was like, oh, wow. What's good? How's it going, buddy? And I realized that all of the Netflix I had watched Mm. throughout the day, not that Mm. watching Netflix is bad, but it's so it is bad. (laughs) It's just you can't. I was not able to be with God in those moments. Yeah. And so why would I choose to be in a place where I'm not with God for an extended Mm. period of time? And I'm not really with God when I'm on social media i'm not really with god yeah, when i'm binge watching television shows you know because yeah. it's just that that technology and that like television and social media are both stand-ins for reality i hope we all understand that i was talking about this at the beginning of the episode yeah television it all comes full circle it all comes full circle television replaces reality with what a producer wants us to see um social media gives us a presentation of reality that's consistent with what we want reality to be. But if we spend enough time in the reality that God himself made us, mm-hmm. we'll be able to communicate with him more. Yeah. Prayer is going to become so much easier. We got to get rid of technology. We got to burn it all. I sometimes think the Amish are right. <laughs> the other day, like, the other day at that Bob shout Evans, us to be Amish, let's still go to Walmart respect, respect and pay in cash. Nice. Um the uh the computers went out it, at my restaurant a couple of weeks ago and we had to handwrite all of our orders and I like would introduce it to the guests like hey so just letting you know this is going to happen and it's going to make your food come out a little slower uh we're taking it we're taking it old school we're taking it 1980s style cuz I do not know how to write an order down on paper and we could literally not abbreviate anything because the cooks wouldn't understand what it meant Which is funny because I realized that, and this is a weird analogy, but if you've worked in the restaurant business, you'll understand. Every server had their own acronym for stuff on the menu because it didn't matter. They could just interact with the computer and the computer translates our acronyms and sends it to, we just type in what's on the computer and it sends it to the back. But I put in, I put in an acronym and no one else in the restaurant had an idea what I was talking about. If we didn't have computers, we would all be able to communicate so much better with each other. Because we'd be used to reading each other's handwriting and stuff like that, so computers do take away a lot of our human formation and like our human interaction. It's crazy. Even the little stuff we don't even realize. Oh man, I like that. it's good. Thanks. Yeah, and then and then I halfway through the computer's not working. I was like, man, the Amish know what they're talking about. <laughs> you know,
1: we need a bunch of Amish running restaurants. That's one, what we need. One guy
0: pulls one take food service to
1: the next lever. Next lever next level sorry i pronounced that wrong
0: oh man have you read amish cheese delicious no
1: but the table that my family has in the in the kitchen made by amish yeah yeah it's a good table lasted a long time anyway this has been the crunch good um, sturdy table
0: good strong <laughs> can, a good strong table that can bear my large sons a nice thick table
1: for my big large boys Um, if you are interested in any of the above topics, boy flirting, uh, TV, media literacy, yeah. The Amish uh, squatting the Amish. Um, this was the podcast for you. Tell, share it with your friends. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Rapostle or at Catholic Pat. Find us on Instagram, Ethan Stevie, Patrick I, 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 I'm thinking about deleting my Instagram. We'll see.
0: That's weird. I was thinking about starting an Instagram for the crunch. So that would be like. Maybe that will replace my personal instagram
1: uh yeah if you want to send us an email ethan at the crunchcast dot com patrick at the crunchcast dot com we got a very nice email from a, from a woman the other day. Thank you for applying to that, Patrick. It was very sweet, oh yeah, that um, was really nice was was really nice um Our number for the monthly mailbag seventy-five two five one three nine eight nine. If you'd like to drop us a question for the monthly mailbag, we'll be doing that here soon.
0: We're gonna do some really fun things with the monthly mailbag this week or this month. I think I'm actually gonna start it this month. I think we're gonna do hyped. We're gonna do our monthly mailbag sponsored by our patrons over at Patreon, which means some of our patrons are gonna be thrown into the crunch bowl. in the middle of the episode so we're gonna we're gonna have to schedule a time to call them up and record a little bit of so much work so much work but so worth it
1: is there a way that you can just like have recordings of me asking the questions and reacting and you just play them
0: just i don't
1: have have to actually be on the call
0: (laughs) i'll just always have recordings of you saying your catchphrases you know i don't need catchphrases that's true you just make up new catchphrases every week all right um do you have anything else for the people i have nothing else for the people I love you, people. I'll
1: see you next time. I love you, too, people. Thank you all for listening. Please pray for us. We'll be praying for you, and we will see you next week.